Hey guys, how are you all doing? If you're new here, welcome. My name is Crazy Ken, and welcome back to another episode of No Cameras Allowed, the autobiographical story of the Computer Clan YouTube channel, which, if you don't know, is actually one of the longest running tech YouTube channels still operating today. So it's kind of special. I'm definitely not saying it's the biggest or the best, but hey, we've been around for a long time, so we have some cool stories to tell. So today, hey, we're on episode 10. We made it this far. I say that's the first mini milestone, right? I mean, 10 is kind of a cool number. So I thought, let's dive into kind of a special topic for today. And this is actually something I've been asked about a lot throughout the years. So I figured this would be perfect to talk about. What is the origin story behind the Crazy Ken name and character? It was an accident. It, I think like most great things in life, this happened on accident. There's lots of inventions that were made by accident, and this is kind of one of them too, and it almost didn't last. This almost didn't work out. Really, most things just don't work out, and you know, there's a level of patience and persistence you have to have there, and we'll revisit that soon. But how did this all start? So, first of all, who is Crazy Ken? Well, Crazy Ken is me. That's like my alter ego, but he's pretty much the same thing as I am. Ken slash Crazy Ken, we're two in one. We're the same person. We're this person that's insanely enthusiastic about tech stuff and tinkering and exploring tech topics and things like that. That's who I am. And it started just as this character before it evolved into really the main host personality of the Computer Clan YouTube channel. Even though he started as this kind of side thing at first, now he's a pivotal part to the Computer Clan brand. He's the mascot. He's the MC. He's basically like what Mickey Mouse is to Disney. So Crazy Ken is the Mickey Mouse of the Computer Clan, I guess you could say. So how did this whole thing start? Well, let's start with the name. So I don't remember when this was, but I think it was sometime in 2014. I was on a conference call and I was about to go live on the air with my webcast. Back in the day, I ran a webcast every Friday night, and I was like maybe 10 minutes out from going live. And I was using a 2011 MacBook Pro, and for some reason, I had to remove the option key. I'm not sure if I was doing that because I needed to clean it or something got stuck under it. I don't remember why I removed the option key from this keyboard, but I did. And I thought, no big deal, I'll just snap it right back into the switch. Little did I know, I broke the mechanism and I couldn't reattach the option key. So I'm like comically freaking out because <laughs> of course something breaks 10 minutes before I go live and other people are listening to me on this conference call and I jokingly call myself Crazy Ken. I just thought the alliteration worked like Computer Clan, Crazy Ken. I just called myself that. It was just a freak accident. I broke something, we all joked about it, went crazy, and I gave myself that name. It, it was just a freak, stupid little accident. And fun fact, I still have that key. I'm not sure which one it is because I have two of them. When I went to go order a replacement on eBay, I was sent the wrong keycap. So now I have a right keycap and a wrong keycap, and I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> One of them is the original Crazy Ken origin story key. I still do have them. So that's how that all started. It was just some stupid joke. But, you know, there's not much substance there. That's just the name, right? I mean, <laughs> there's a lot more to it. So what happened then? So it was, you know what, this was actually probably 
did I say 2014? Holy cow, no, this had to be like, now that I think about it, 2012 or 2011, this was even longer ago. I don't even remember that too well, because it's not recorded anywhere. I'm recalling this purely from memory. Around that time, this is when I discovered JonTron. I discovered him from, I think it was the Monster Party video game episode. And I really liked his humor and I liked his presentation. And I thought, I kind of want to do a similar show to his gaming show. And keep in mind, this was back before the Computer Clan had more of a tech focus. And I'll definitely be talking about the importance of focus on future episodes. But this was back when I was trying to make the channel... A variety channel. In fact, the channel's name was Real Deal Productions at the time. The Computer Clan was this all-encompassing thing, but a division of it was called Real Deal Productions, and that was the YouTube channel, and I was trying to make it this variety channel with art and tech and all these other things in it, and I thought that was the greatest idea ever, but oh my gosh, it ended up being a rather destructive idea. <laughs> but without going down that gloom and doom hole, I will just say... This was back when we thought, oh, doing a gaming thing will be fine. I wanted to do my first gaming show, inspired by JonTron, but I needed a character. And I was like, who is this character gonna be? And I thought, wait a minute, what about this crazy Ken thing? This was all just a joke. Why don't we use that as the name and make a character out of it? <laughs> and that's what I did. Of course, it sucked because I didn't know anything about really writing a character or anything back then. Many people that aren't in the content creator space probably don't think about this. You just experience it subconsciously. But when you watch a channel, you know, you're watching a story that's woven in and out of all of the episodes on the channel. So there's a huge storytelling component to running a channel. But heck, I didn't know that back then. Heck, I didn't really start paying attention to that until maybe about a year ago or two years ago. So I had this idea and this character, but... That was just the tip of the iceberg. And unfortunately, the tip of the iceberg is all I had. There was no substance or meat behind it, and that's probably why it didn't work out so well. But anyway, what happened was, I ended up doing this video game show, and on February 5th, 2013, I released my first episode of Crazy Ken Video Games. And it was about Mappy. So the idea was I would do these like comical little skits and comical narration about a video game as I played it. It ended up only getting maybe about 2,000 views. Um, <laughs> not very much. Uh, maybe for 2013 standards for my channel, that was okay because we were much smaller back then. But yeah, it, it was okay. Part of me felt like I was half-assing something. Part of me felt like something was missing, but I didn't know what it was. You know, it was it was kind of well-received. And this was back when I had the, the Crazy Ken eyeballs. Those were like the graphics. Like this title card, I'll put a picture in the show notes PDF so you can see it visually, that is what the first Crazy Ken title card was. And this was the first soundbite of Crazy Ken ever. <laughs> hey guys, alright, Crazy Ken here, and uh, I just wanted to say that this is the first time I'm doing a series like this, and we would really appreciate it if you leave us some feedback, like the video on YouTube, and share it with a friend, because we would like to get this video to spread around a little bit, so please share it with your buddies, otherwise you might hurt my feelers. So that's where that all started. So, I continued, I persisted, and I ended up doing three more episodes of Crazy Ken's or Crazy Ken video games. So the next one I did was Tower of Draga. That's the next game I looked at. 
Then I did Dig Dug, and at this time, I actually built a new set. It was a green screen set. In the older episodes, I, I sat on a couch against a white wall. It was super crappy. But then I thought, okay, we'll make like a 3D studio scene for these new episodes on a green screen. So that was Dig Dug. And then I did one about one of my favorite scrolling shooters ever, Star Monkey. And I still use the green screen set, and I used... I actually made an all-new intro sequence with new graphics and music, too. And I'll put some behind-the-scenes pictures of that kind of MacGyvered green screen set in the show notes there because I format the show notes into a PDF so you can actually see pictures and a full transcription of the episode as well if, you, if you'd like that. So that's what I was doing, and I felt like I was stepping up my game and the production value was getting better. The views were actually increasing quicker than the older episodes, so it seems like the growth was getting there kind of steadily. But I stopped. I didn't really like what I was doing. And, you know, some people might like those old videos for nostalgia's sake, but, like, in my opinion, they sucked. I mean, they really sucked. In the Star Monkey episode, like, talk about pacing. I I didn't even show a frame of the video game until three minutes and 30 seconds into the episode, and it's like, what the heck? I had no idea what I was doing. I had no sense of storytelling or pacing. And also... This is more of a personal thing, but I don't think I looked very good. I had a, I had a bowl cut. I was overweight. I was like 50 pounds heavier than I am now. I had a bit of an acne problem. Uh, super, super self-conscious, uh, but I went on camera anyway. Uh, maybe I wasn't as self-conscious back then, but <laughs> looking back at it now, like, whoa, if I looked like that, I would never go on camera. No freaking way. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I thought they sucked. So I stopped the show after four episodes. But then, on August 8th, 2014, I tried again with a rebrand. No on-camera stuff, no skits or anything. I just get, like, right into the meat of the episode. I called it Ken's Crazy Arcade, and the first game I critiqued or commented about was Robot Arena. That was one of my favorite games from my childhood, and this was the pre-patched version, so I got to show all the crappy glitches and programming in it. Hello, and welcome to Ken's Crazy Arcade. Today we're going to be talking about a computer game from 2001. A computer game that consumed most of my sad, scary, miserable childhood. That game is Robot Arena, and it is from Infogrames, which no longer exists. They went out of business in 2009, something like that. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes there. But yeah, that was a, that was a fun one to make. I liked revisiting that. And then I visited another game I liked called Swarm. But then that ended too. So this was attempt number two at trying to get a gaming show to work on the channel. And I just was not happy with it. Part of me thinks if I would have had more patience and I persisted more, I could have made it grow. Because that's a big thing I think people forget when they try something new on YouTube. You need to have patience to let something grow. And I just didn't have that patience back then. But part of me thinks maybe that was intentional. Maybe I knew what I wanted subconsciously. And what that thing was, was I wanted to do a tech-focused thing. I didn't want to turn this into a gaming channel, so that's probably why I just subconsciously said, hey this is not good. Just stop doing it. So I look back at it now and I don't regret stopping it because the channel has done very well lately and we're not a gaming channel. We stuck to our guns and that has worked out very well because that's what we focused on, the good stuff, the tech. It's what worked when we did more of what worked. The gaming stuff was a distraction 
and didn't work out. Oh, and believe me, these weren't the only gaming things we tried on the channel. Actually, I will talk about more of that stuff, even older stuff in future episodes, so make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned for that because there's some very old crummy stuff that I'd love to relive. Around that like summer 2014 era, that ended. Ken's Crazy Arcade killed it after only two episodes. The channel continued, but no Crazy Ken stuff was done for a while. But I felt like I wanted to get back into the tech video log style. Back in the old days of the channel, I would turn on a camera, point it at a computer, and fix it up, and try documenting my troubleshooting process, and retroactively, I just kind of gave that a little name. It's a vlog of tech, so I called it a tech video log, and that kind of style just worked for me. I liked doing that, and I wanted to do more of that. In fact, I talked about this, I think, in episode two? It was episode one or two probably episode one, <laughs> where David DeFranco, the creative one, and Alfred de Blasi, they did these types of videos where they filmed themselves fixing up computers and stuff like that, and I was really intrigued by that. They were some of my earliest inspirations on YouTube, and I did a lot of that stuff back in the old, old days, maybe like 20, 2008, 2009, 2010, but then I stopped doing that stuff for a while. So in 2015, I wanted to start doing that stuff again, and my main inspiration for that was Draga One. He does really funny freestyle tech videos where he's fixing up something and stuff breaks on camera and it's super fun. And I thought, wow, <laughs> I, I want to do stuff like that again, just like in the old days. So uh, Draga One kind of reignited my fire for the tech video log style, as I call it. But just like with the gaming stuff, I kind of wanted to build a character for it and a world for it. So, boom. Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures went live on December 15th, 2015. Welcome to Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. I'm an automated human that can understand complete sentences. So tell me, how can I help you? Well, hello everybody, Crazy Ken here. You may recognize me from some of my past work such as well, absolutely nothing, because my agent sucks and I have not gotten hired for anything. UNTIL TODAY! The whole premise was that Crazy Ken was this character who was doomed to a life of endless IT jobs. He would have to fix things and whatnot. And the first episode was he would have to convert all these tapes to DVDs using a converter. And that's something I actually had to do in real life. So I thought, okay, why don't I film myself just trying to figure this out as I went? And that is also actually where the conversion technology running gag started. I'm no rocket scientist, but I don't think this is like the Wii where you can put in a smaller GameCube disc and it will just magically work. So, what do we do when this happens? Conversion technology! So the cassette will go into our conversion technology, and it will become the proper size because the conversion technology will use these little magic doohickeys to stretch the tape. So thank you very much, conversion technology. That's a callback that comes up in a bunch of episodes and I wear the shirt that says conversion technology on it. Honestly, I really love it when other viewers mention my running gags in the comments and stuff like that. It shows that they're engaged in the overall story, which I think is really fun. But yeah, the conversion technology thing, it all started in the first episode. I manufactured that in such a way where I figured, hey, people will comment about this and this will become a running gag. So, I, I hey, it worked. The conversion technology thing took, took off, man. And if you haven't seen the old episode, I'll put a link in the show notes. But 
the conversion technology, the first instance of conversion technology was one of those tape converters where you can take a like a home movies VHS compact and put it in a full size tape thing and it, it would stretch the tape out so you could put it inside of a VCR. That was my first experience with conversion technology, as I called it, with that voice and everything. So that's where it all started. December 15, 2015, the first Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures episode went live, and I did two whopping episodes of it, and I stopped for six months because, again, it happened again. I wasn't feeling it. What was happening? I stopped for six months. This could have died. I almost quit the whole Crazy Ken thing again. Oh my gosh, how different would the channel be if I actually quit it? Even though that break lasted for six months, I saw some potential here. When Apple released macOS Sierra, I thought I would install it and document that. And, and, you know, this was a new thing. It was trending. So I thought, why not try building off of some breaking Apple news trends to try to get the show going some more? And this is also where I started filming in the lair with like the dark background and the blue light and all that stuff that it's almost like an iconic layout that I used for years. And this is where I kind of started developing the environment that Crazy Ken lived in and the the lore of the story because he's this guy that's like trapped 10 stories underground in this asylum. He's not sure why he's there, but he feels he kind of you kind of get the hint that he's there against his will because there's these guards that sometimes yell at him to stay where he is. And there's these alarms that go off sometimes. So it's like he's trapped underground as part of this, I don't know, government experiment. I, I don't know. But in the meantime, I do have to get this box down to the lair before the guards come into- Whoa! Oh, wow. 37254, get on your feet now! Okay, okay, get up! Take it easy, come with me! The lore is kind of just woven between the episodes. So that kind of evolved and I had fun with it. And it's cool to see, again, people commenting about those story elements that are woven between the episodes because it shows they're watching and they're engaged. So all of that stuff kept growing and I was having fun with it. And then I started another thing that started taking off these installation sensations, as I call them, where I install software on a computer and I document the troubleshooting and all that fun stuff because sometimes things fail and break and it's funny. And the first actual installation sensation titled episode was, I think it was in 2016, yeah, it was the Ubuntu... 1610 installation. That was the first installation sensation I did. And overall, the growth started, it got better. The views were so much higher than in the early days and way higher than the gaming stuff we attempted. But even still, at this time, Crazy Ken was a side focus of the channel. There were other videos I was doing that didn't involve the Crazy Ken character or the Crazy Ken universe at all. But the Crazy Ken, the whole shtick kept growing. Like people were liking it. I was getting so much feedback and more views from the Crazy Ken stuff, it kind of started becoming a bigger part of the channel. So, soon enough, Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures became a regularly scheduled program. I would release new episodes every week, and I hardly did other types of videos. The Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures format and style was what I did every week, and the character evolved into part of the computer clan brand he's like our mascot like i said he's like what mickey mouse is to disney but i felt like after doing that for probably about two years or so it was quantity over quality i was just cranking out these episodes like once a week you know whatever but i i wasn't after a while i wasn't really proud of them i didn't put a ton of effort into them and views still kept growing but i'd have to check the analytics but i feel like overall they were getting kind of flat and watch time was not very high. 
audience retention, I think, was between like 30 and 40%, which is way lower than what I get now. But it was probably more like in the lower 30s. And for those who aren't aware, audience retention is a percentage. So let's say if a person watches half of your video, their retention is 50%. And then if another person watches 25% of your video, their retention is 25%, but then the algorithm or the, you know, the analytics will average those percentages together. And it will average the percentage of the video watched for every viewer. And that's how the audience retention is calculated. And overall, these were maybe about 30, on a good day, 40% retention, which compared to what we get nowadays is incredibly bad. <laughs> so... I wasn't super proud. Also, I never showed my face on the episodes. Again, this was kind of, there was a couple reasons for this. One, because I was doing quantity over quality, I needed to crank things out fast. And doing hair and makeup and lighting for face stuff, I just did not want to put the time and effort into that at the time because it would slow me down. Plus, I was a little self-conscious. This was before I lost a lot of weight, so I didn't really want to go on camera. I mean, obviously I'm on camera now all the time, but back then this was different. That's funny because this podcast has no cameras allowed, so hey, no cameras right now. But on YouTube, yes, I'm on camera. I told myself I wanted to step my game up, make these episodes better, start editing them to edit out the dead space a little bit more and tell stories a little tighter and boost the retention and make them more engaging. And one of those things I did to make it more engaging was I finally started showing my face on camera. And I think that helped a lot because the growth started growing more after that. That was the PowerBook 165C episode, which was released on September 5th, 2019. I started showing my face more. And I talked with some people who flashed back to the older episodes and they were like, man, yeah, I like you being on camera so much more than the old headless episodes. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of did that, you know, by design, like with Ashens, like he didn't show his face because he always did like that first person view with his hands on the couch, exploring products and junk and stuff like that. And I really liked Ashens and I thought that style worked. So that's what I did. But after a while, I was like, okay, years of doing this, let's go on camera. Let's actually make this a regular thing where I'm on camera. So yeah, that uh, started with the PowerPoint 165C episode. And later, I also tweaked the layer. I had that iconic, like, dark look for so long, but it was kind of tricky to keep things lit just because it was so dark, and I ended up switching to, like, a lighter concrete backdrop for some episodes. But then sooner or later, I ended up doing a complete redesign of everything in the studio, which is what you have nowadays, the modern layer design with the cool stuff in the background and stuff like that. And I'll talk about that in a different episode because there was a lot of intent behind why I designed the set the way I did. But yeah, it just kind of kept evolving. And my most popular episodes by view count were the Pro Stand episode, where I bought Apple's $1,000 Pro Stand, and I showed you what you could do with it without having the $5,000 monitor to attach it to. And my macOS 11 Big Sur user interface rant, that was another popular one. And my NextCube raw first impressions episode. Like the next cube is a pretty rare computer. So I did a first impressions exploration episode of it. That is my third most popular crazy Ken's tech misadventures episode. In fact, if you Google next cube, you see in the Google info panel, you see the thumbnail of my video where I'm like face palming. <laughs> like that episode took off like a rocket. So those became the most popular episodes of crazy Ken's tech misadventures. And I still do crazy Ken's tech misadventures today, but instead of doing them once a week, I do them maybe once or twice a month, just because I have the other show, which I'll talk about in a sec. But overall, think about it. What would have happened if I didn't give this thing patience to grow? 
I did, and I'm glad I did because it ended up getting a lot of views and it ended up growing the channel. So if you ever start something new on YouTube or on any platform, you have to remember new endeavors are thankless and they are going to take patience and persistence. And look at your data, look at your analytics, see what works, do more of that. You may not see any return for the first year or two. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. The Macintosh, when it first went for, went up for sale, you know, it wasn't a really big success, but look at it now. It's everywhere. So you just got to remember that. Some things just need time. Sometimes they just need to be seen by the right, the right people, you know? Like Among Us is like a huge trending game right now, but does anybody talk about how long it existed before it became a big trending game? It was around. It just didn't spread like wildfire like it does now. So you just need that patience for something to grow. So... This other show I was hinting at, some of you maybe figured it out by now, but I wanted to use the Crazy Ken character and the universe for more produced videos. I wanted to put higher production value into the Crazy Ken universe, so I started Crazy Ken's Tech Talk. I didn't want to replace Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures. I wanted to run this alongside Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures, and I think it works great because now we have both ends of the spectrum covered. Crazy Ken's Tech Talk is more produced, more scripted, more informative, but yet still very entertaining, and Crazy Ken's Tech Misadventures is more off-the-cuff, freestyle, more funny. You can still learn from it, but it's supposed to be more comical and funny and just, again, off-the-cuff. So I like to cover both ends of the informative and entertaining spectrum, and I think that works perfectly well with this formula. Same character, same setting, same universe, but one show is tailored more toward one end of the spectrum and one is tailored toward more of the other end, and I think it works great. And trust me, I would love to do a full No Cameras Allowed episode about Crazy Ken's Tech Talk because there is a whole story there in and of itself because it took some very intentional engineering to make that show work. But the thing is, the payoff was phenomenal because it helped the channel grow significantly. And... <laughs> I still like doing tech misadventures, and I know a lot of viewers like tech misadventures, but I'm just going to say this. The intent put behind Tech Talk clearly worked because the pilot episode, the first freaking episode I published of Crazy Ken's Tech Talk, already outperformed every tech misadventures episode ever. That's crazy. So today, I don't have a question of the day for the question of the day segment. I did receive quite a few recently, but I feel like I didn't organize them super well, so I don't really have them in a list anymore. <laughs> oh man, I've been receiving so many emails and stuff lately. I'm sorry, I'm not keeping up so well. I apologize. But I'm kind of treating this whole episode as an answer to a question because I've had quite a few people ask me about the Crazy Ken origin story. So I'm going to write off this episode as an answer to that question of the day. But if you want to submit questions for future episodes, feel free to at me on Twitter, at the Computer Clan, or you can send me a DM on there as well. And hey, if you like this show, feel free to leave a rating and or a review. That stuff helps us out. I really appreciate it very much. And if you want to help fund the future of the Computer Clan, plus get some awesome perks along the way, feel free to pledge to my Patreon, patreon.com slash crazyken, crazy with a K. Thank you in advance for your support. So, this Crazy Ken thing. This thing that evolved into a major part of the channel's brand and personality and voice all started with an accident and a bunch of failed iterations after it. And even when Tech Misadventures started, I almost stopped doing it because I didn't pay any attention to it for six months. And I thought, no, oh, maybe this isn't good. But I got back to it. I had that patience. And I started doing more of what worked. And it evolved into some really great stuff. So if you take away anything informative from this episode, because I like to leave little nuggets along the way, it's that thing about patience. 
when you're starting a new endeavor. It's going to take a while for it to start to grow. And hey, data will set you free. Pay attention to your analytics, your audience retention. Look at where people are dropping off on videos or on your website. And you know, make an action plan from that stuff. And do more of what works. Because even a small percentage of growth, week over week, video over video, I mean, that will pay massive dividends six months down the road. So just keep that patience and persistence in mind. And again, data will set you free. So yeah, this was quite a, a time travel trip for myself. Some mega nostalgia there. Whoo, doggy. I definitely don't want to show a lot of my old stuff because I'm really not a fan of it. But I'll put some of the things in the show notes there so you can enjoy some of the old Crazy Ken stuff. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. And again, stay tuned for new episodes every Monday of No Cameras Allowed because I like to turn your Monday into a fun day. But until then, what else is there to say, right? Thanks for sticking with me. Catch the crazy and pass it on.